And welcome in. This is the John Cast Podcast. I appreciate you joining me for the podcast. Brought to you as always by Ian's Pizza in Madison, with three locations in Madison, three in Milwaukee. They are in Seattle. They are in Denver, and they've always got a brand new exclusive slice of pizza for you to try. Not too long ago, I had the chicken and waffles. I know before that they had the chicken pot pie, which I missed out on. But of course, they've got classic slices of pizza. And they're Ian's classics like the mac and cheese pizza. Ian's pizza, three locations in Madison and three in Milwaukee. You can check out johncastpodcast.com for all the latest podcasts and sign up for my newsletter in which I'll just, I'm not going to spam you. I'm only going to let you know about all the cool stuff happening with my podcast. Uh, And also a rate and review on Apple or Spotify is greatly appreciated. It really does help out the podcast. Takes like 10 seconds. Oh, one, one last thing. I forgot about this. On my Facebook page at the Johncast Podcast on Facebook, you can find a link. It's also on Twitter. I've shared it as well. You can find a link to go vote for the best of Madison. They're nominating now through February 28th. You just go to Arts and Entertainment. I got the link for you right there. You click on it. Arts and Entertainment. Put in Johncast Podcast, J-O-N-C-A-S-T space podcast. Put in your email address. Boom. You can nominate this podcast once per day up until February 28th. It literally takes like 10 seconds. So if you want to do that daily, let's see if we can get this nominated for Best of Madison. Today's guest knows a lot about the business side of sports, the contracts and the salary cap in the NFL too, and that quite frankly, that can become a bit mundane for some of us. He was a player agent and former vice president of the Green Bay Packers. He is a columnist at the MMQB.com, and you can sign up for his weekly newsletter, The Sunday 7 at andrew Brandt. He joins the podcast today to talk about the future of Aaron Rodgers in Titletown. Welcome, Andrew Brandt, to the JohnCast podcast. How are you, how's it going? Doing well, John. I'm good to be with you today. Oh, thanks for joining me. I, I really do appreciate it. Um, all right. So did you know today, 12 years ago, Aaron Rodgers won his lone Super Bowl with the Green Bay Packers? It's been 12 mm. years since he pulled that off. Yeah, it's interesting. I was there in Dallas and... Uh... I was two years removed from the team and I had three years, of course, with Aaron while I was there and he was a backup and it was a different time and place, obviously for Aaron Rodgers career. When I was there, he was just coming up and we were all really high on him in the front office. We knew we were going to turn the team over to him. We just didn't know when. Mm -hmm. And then of course, Brett retired and everyone knows what happened after that. Yeah. And now 12 years later, we don't know if he's going to be part of the Green Bay Packers next season. I guess I'll start with, yeah. Can you explain to Packers fans how the salary cap and the numbers could possibly play into the Aaron Rodgers decision next season? Well, it's a complicated contract. As everyone knows, the Packers jumped in with Aaron Rodgers last year. I mean, a lot of people said, oh, my God, it's a three-year, $150 million deal. It's a four-year, $200 million deal. And I, of course, knew it wasn't neither of those things. You could look at it a couple ways. A one-year, $42 million contract, which is the way I looked at it, or two years and about $108 million. But listen, let's bring it down to the basics. He's due $59 million guaranteed this year. And it's a ton of money and it's guaranteed. So that's the big thing that people need to know. He's not going to have any opportunity to make less than 59 unless he agrees to it. Hmm. So the other part of it, it's a funky structure, uh, nothing like I ever did with the Packers, where it's got a 
option bonus that can be exercised all the way to the start of the season. And without getting into the intricacies of that, the way I look at that and the way you should look at that is this is a contract set up to be traded. Mm. This is a contract that gives a team all the way until August a chance to trade it to another team to pick up that option. So it's just a weird contract. The other part of the contract that's weird is with the option and the dead money increases after this year, not decreases. Every contract I've ever seen, the dead money goes down the longer you play. In this contract, the dead money goes up, which gets back to what I originally said, which is this contract is set up to be traded. So what happened last year, I believe, which no one's talked about, is they did a contract that is basically a one-year deal that sets up this year, not last year, as the year for potential trade. And that's why I think there's going to be a separation. I've said this all along. And let me let me be clear. I was right in 2021 mm-hmm. when everyone was saying he's, he's gone, he hates the team, whatever. I said he'll be back. I was wrong in 2022 because I did think there'd be a separation last year. I really did. And I'm going to try again in this year. And I do say, I think there will be a separation in the next few weeks. Okay. I was just going to ask. So what is that timeline then um, that, that you could possibly see this, this, you know, starting to to evolve into what it could ultimately become? Well, there's no rush. I mean, the trade deadline doesn't even open until March 15th. Um, you know, we're going to hear the same stuff. Aaron's got to decide if he wants to play and, all the things we hear about all the time. But, you know, Aaron went on McAfee and said they're having conversations that I don't even know about. So to me, that means they're talking to teams. I mean, what else could that mean? So they're gauging the market. Um, and they don't gauge the market just for sport. I think they're looking to see what the trade would be. And then, of course, if Aaron comes back and says, no, I really want to stay here. I guess they readjust, but I don't get that sense. I don't get that sense that Aaron's going to say, hey, <laughs> stop your talks, because he could have said that already. So could 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 he ultimately then kind of dictate what happens by saying that? If he, if he went to the Packers and said, listen, guys, I, I, I don't really want to go anywhere at all. I want to be here. Could we could we stop all this? And he would not be traded and they would they would deal with the, the contract and the situation and move forward. It's a great question. I mean, it seems to me if that was the decision, we'd know it. Okay. Like, I think, I don't know what's going on with Aaron and the Packers. He stayed after the season and talked to those guys. Now, I think he knows what's going on. And I think they know what's going on. I don't think we know what's going on. Mm. But, you know, Aaron's not a beat around the bush guy. So if he's staying after and sitting face-to-face with Gutekunst or LaFleur or Murphy or someone and saying, what's the plan? And if they're wishy-washy, I don't see Aaron saying, yeah, whatever. I seem like, do you want to go with Jordan? Do you want to go with a young team? Do you want to bring back all these guys that I've played with? I mean, it seems pretty simple. And I just feel like the symmetry with what I went through 15 years ago is the same that Aaron had a three-year apprenticeship. Jordan Love has a three-year apprenticeship. 
Aaron moves on through a trade. I mean, Brett moved on through a trade. Aaron will move on through a trade. It happens. And it's hard. I think it seems harder 15 years ago than it does now, based on what I'm seeing out of the fan base. But it happens. That's interesting. You just mentioned the fan base because I had a Twitter poll question out a couple of weeks yeah. ago. And I, you know, this is it's it's Twitter poll and it's whoever responded, responded to so take it with a grain of salt. But basically I asked, hey, Packers fans, who do you want your quarterback to be next season? And quite frankly, I was a little surprised that 70 percent said they want Jordan Love. I oh, mean, well, isn't that is that surprising to you? It was to me. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's a sense. Listen, I'm a big Aaron fan. I've been very people know that from my social media, from my writing, my podcasting. But I get a sense out there that people are like, it's time, you know, let's, let's just move on, get what we can. And it's time when I never felt that with Brett, no. I, it, it was like, there was never a feeling like, yeah, get him out of here. Let's move on to Aaron. So when we did move on to Aaron, of course, there are a lot of, a lot of bad feelings out there. I mean, my, my messages, all that stuff, it was nasty. Um, I don't sense that right now. There is a, you know, I think people understand now. We're in a different age of the business of football, maybe in a tiny part, thanks to me bringing this out the last 10 years. I mean, people understand. People understand that teams have to move forward. They have to evolve. They can't hold on to some star who's been the face of the franchise just because. So I just think people have a better understanding of business these days. Yeah. And Packers fans too. I mean, it, and it worked, they saw it unfold. So they've been through it already. So they yeah. kind of, they kind of understand that. Now, the thing I would say is, you know, just kind of be careful what you wish for, because listen, Tom Brady's decided to hang it up. He's in his mid forties. Aaron Rodgers is not even 40 years old yet. He's getting there. But I guess the question is how much, how many good years does Aaron Rodgers have left? Because I'll say this, if he gets traded and they have the weapons around him, quite honestly, I expect 4,500 yards and 40 touchdowns from Rodgers or somewhere, you know, in that ballpark. Yeah, he'll be good. And Brett was good in, in the teams he played for until the last year. So, I mean, I have no doubt Aaron Rodgers will continue to play top quality football. I have no doubt about that. But at some point, you've got to ask yourself, what are we doing here? You know, what are we, are we holding on too long? Because, listen, I think the real question here that people don't ask enough, and it's not what they think of Aaron Rodgers. It's what they think of Jordan Love. And unless you're going to trade Jordan Love, which I have no inkling that they will do, when are you going to him? Like, <laughs> are you going to tell Jordan Love, hey, another year, sorry? You know, like... Are you going to tell Jordan Love the first chance he'll get to play is in his fifth year? I mean, that's extraordinary. Three years is extraordinary. So I don't, I don't think they made that first round pick to have him sit for four years. Last year, I said, I don't think they made it to have him sit for three years. I was wrong. But three years, that's it. Uh, since you've been around this, you know, obviously you said, you know, you were around when the transition from Favre to Rodgers. What, what do you feel are the biggest misconceptions that fans have as to how these scenarios like unfold behind the scenes? What, what do fans and maybe even sometimes media get wrong about the way that this process works? Well, these are hard conversations. Um, you know, 
it's hard dealing with superstars. People have their own opinions about Aaron or Brett, but they they brought so much joy and happiness to that franchise, to that region, to that those fans. It's very hard to move on. Mm. It's extraordinarily difficult to try to say we need to evolve. I mean, people can think about their own situations. If you're in a company and a boss that has been there so long and has been the face of the, the company that they want to bring in a new CEO or whatever, it's just hard. And what people don't understand is they focus on contracts and cap and all that. It's all personalities. You know, it's people. And these are tough situations that have to be handled very quietly. You don't want stuff out in the media handled very professionally and tactfully. You know, in my three years of this stuff going on, it was like Brett's side every week. Like, you know, it's, you know, Andrew, coming into work every day and sitting with your replacement, that's not a good life. And then Aaron's side would be like, are we ever going to play? Is he ever going to play? Brett's never going to retire. What are we doing here? And I'm sure that's been going on the last three years. I'm sure Aaron doesn't love coming, sitting with his replacement every day. And Jordan doesn't love like waiting and waiting and waiting and still not knowing. But you just have to deal with this. And that's, that's hard. Yeah. And the media, you know, media fans, they don't know that. They don't know that you're dealing with that all the time. It's hard. You know, one thing though, I, I feel like it's it, like you said, it's difficult. It's hard. Do you think that this time around as compared to what Favre to Rogers, Rogers to love when, when this transition does happen, I mean, Rogers on the McAfee show, what, a couple weeks ago, you know, he's saying like, I have no animosity. Like uh, I'm, we're all good. You know, do you yeah. think this transition is going to be a bit more for lack of a better term, peaceful? Yeah, if that's the way they're going, I do. I mean, Brad obviously retired, but didn't feel like he was totally voluntarily retiring. And then he came back and it was messy. It was messy. It was ugly. You know, you just heard Aaron telegraph it, that it's not going to be that way from him. It's not. You know, if it goes the other way, Jordan Love, and no one cares about Jordan Love, but geez, he would have a right to not wonder what the hell's going on. Um, so yes, I think it's much more amicable this time. Yeah. Just your thoughts on Rogers kind of a, what he says in the media. I've, I've always had the, the feeling that he's very calculated in what he says. Sometimes he'll throw out little, little messages and he may not come out and say something outright. And I reference this all the time. I, I say, um, before the whole, let's str- uh, not struggle, but before he wanted more say in personnel and things of that nature there is a there's a whole you know series of comments he'd always make like you know i'm just the quarterback you know they're the front office they make the move i worry about the he he's made those he made those comments i'm like was he trying to tell us something you know just the way he uses words immunized he didn't really you know it, yeah how, how do you see him like that do you think he's a very calculated in what he says and has he said anything that kind of stood out to you recently and said oh well this is what he's trying to say it's a good question. You know, uh, again, I knew him at a different time. I knew him when he was a backup, but he sh- certainly showed out, showed us tremendous intelligence and this incredible sense of humor where he just didn't take things too seriously. Had a had a calculated 
not calculated, but like a California cool mm-hmm. that we felt like this guy's, you know, when the bullets are flying, he's going to be fine. And he was. And he was fine during the whole Brett mess. He was really good. And, um, you know, when he, t- I think his segments with Pat are the best player media in sports. I really do. There's no one in sports that's as honest or open as Aaron with Pat McAfee. I mean, you get these sound bites from everyone else, and Tom Brady never says anything. These quarterbacks never say anything. I get frustrated watching a lot of media because it's just BS. But um, I like Aaron for that. As far as calculating, I mean, I think he's pretty honest. He's he's saying, you know, if they want to move on, I get it. No hard feelings. And he's saying, hey, they're having conversations without me. And I don't know what he said after that. Some like it's surprising or something, mm-hmm. which basically is like, whoa, like they're trying to trade him, and he's not in on it. Like. That's a big deal. Um, so he'll say things like that. that every you got to listen. Like, oh, there's a little nugget there. Yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does that. Um, you mentioned his kind of sense of humor, that California cool, and that transition. Do you have a favorite behind the scenes story of Aaron Rodgers in the time that you were with the Green Bay Packers? Heck, maybe even a Favre Rodgers kind of story. Or do you have one that you could share? Well, I think generally with Brett, they were, it was exactly what I just said. You have California cool and you're putting him in there with country, Southern Mississippi, Brett. Mm -hmm. That's not an easy match. Um, So there was, it was a frosty at the beginning, but what I appreciated seeing even in my time there was the frostiness come off and those two develop a relationship towards the end of Brett's career there. That was nice to see. Because they're both, you know, what you want out of your best players is leadership and also just incredible work ethic. And they both had that. Um, you know, Aaron and I had a, little, had a nice little uh, joking going on all the time about Stanford and Cal. <laughs> I'm a Stanford guy. We bet on the big game every year. Um, he and Ryan Longwell, you know, were against me all the time. So uh, it was fun, but you know I, I can't think of something specific. But it, but he gives you that look. Yeah. You know, Aaron gives you that look, kind of like smirk. Reminds me a little bit of Jim from The Office with his <laughs> with his looks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I totally understand. Uh, understand what you're saying there, and I, I know when he does finally decide to hang him up. Hey, you know what? Before I say this, what are the odds that he does hang it up? Is retirement an option, or is that not not even a thing anymore? It's because people are asking me, no way you'd walk away from fifty nine million, and I get it. It's life changing money, but two things I always tell people: number one, he's a different guy. You know, he's not your standard guy that is going to play for the money. And number two, there's history here of a precedent where the Packers tried to get Brett to retire. And I believe the number was about 20 million yeah. to be like an ambassador. And he chose to keep playing, go to the Jets. But there's precedent to do something like that with Aaron. If he wants to walk away, but he's like, hey guys, you know, you owe me $60 million, maybe there's a deal to be made. 
Wow. Yeah. I mean, maybe 60 million for this, a 10 year ambassador. That's a good point. I forgot about the, the Favre offer, the offer to Favre to, to do that. Yeah. I mean, having, having said that, I thought that was more of an option like a month ago, mm-hmm. listening to him with McAfee and him not dispelling all these trade rumors. You know, I think he's going to play. Okay. Okay. I was just going to say, you know, post Aaron Rodgers retirement, I'm, I'm sure media companies or, you know, the Foxes of the world or CBSs or ESPNs, they're all going to want him, but I, I can't wait. Cause he's, he's going to have a podcast, you know, like he, yeah, he, he he's seems, gonna be great. he's going to be great at that podcast. He's going to be honest. He's going to talk about whatever the heck he wants to talk about. And quite frankly, it's going to become, I think, you know, one of the most popular podcasts in the, in the country. Yeah. Yeah. No, he'd be great. And and he'll be great if he even does even if he does a hosting or a game analysis, which I don't think he's gonna do. Hmm. I think he'd be great. Yeah. You know, but, but I don't think we're gonna see that for a while. And then as you and I are talking or before I came on with you, it broke that Tom Brady's gonna wait a year. So uh Brady's not going to the Fox until twenty twenty four. So that's interesting. That oh okay. What do you think that means? I don't know. He's going to do something this year outside of football, I guess. Like he just wants to take a year off. I just saw that. Uh, did that surprise you Brady with the retirement video? Uh, and, and what are the odds that that's, that's for certain? <laughs> I am saying like I did my newsletter. I'm saying I do believe this is for certain, but I have no strong feeling to think that way. I just think he wouldn't do it, do it to us twice. We're like, hey, I'm just playing with you guys. I'm coming back. Um, yeah, I mean, it just seemed like he didn't look good this season, even though he's, he had a lot of stats. And I hate to say this about Tom Brady, but it may be true that maybe there weren't any suitors. You know, maybe maybe he surveyed the scene. Miami's staying with Tua. Vegas wants to go somewhere else. Tampa wants to go somewhere else. You know, maybe it's just people think there are all these, you know, options, but there are a lot of quarterbacks out there, including Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. So maybe it came to that. Yeah. And I thought what you mentioned in the Sunday 7, you can sign up for the newsletter, andrew-brandt.com. When you said you kind of raised the question as to why Brady literally took less money than other quarterbacks. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't yeah. push it. And that's something I think people, if you don't, you know, quite no, he didn't push it back. Like a lot of the times you restructure, right. And the money goes to future salary caps. He just, he took less money. He just took less. Yeah. I mean, this is a hard people for people to understand, even if I've, you know, written articles about it, people think take less means help the team by pushing out cap. Everybody does that. Everybody Rogers, all these quarterbacks, they just take, you know, you bonus out the contract is prorated for cap purposes. You're getting the same cash, same cash. But what Tom Brady did is he pushed out, he pushed out cap, of course, but he also took less cash with the Patriots, less cash. So if the top quarterbacks are making 25 million in 2015, he was making like 20 million. When they were making 30 million, he was making like 25 million. And I, I know everyone's got their theories, but don't tell me because he wanted to win because you win by helping their cap. You don't win by helping their cash. The cash only helps the owners. You know, it's like, I, I want people to understand that what he did was 
take less cash end cap. I don't know of quarterbacks who've done that. They all take less cap and they push out the problem. And now Tampa's got a huge problem on their hands with their cap because of what he pushed out. But he didn't take less cash in Tampa, but he did in New England. Uh, final two questions for you, Andrew. I yeah. really uh, appreciate the time uh, on my Twitter account. I asked uh, for questions for you and um, we had one Twitter account. Twitter account ask Raider Nation question mark question mark question mark number twelve and I guess uh, I, I ask what are the possibility what are the teams what are the top teams that could possibly want the services of Aaron Rodgers and is that Devonte Adams Aaron Rodgers Raider Nation um, linkage uh, a possibility? Well, it's all out there as as your reader or your Twitter guide noted, but and and the interesting thing is no one's kind of debunking it. You know, no one from the Raiders, no one from the Packers, no one from Aaron's side. So it could be. I mean, obviously the Devonte reunion makes it interesting, but um, they do have the seventh pick in the draft, which told tells me I think they'll go young. But if they decide not to go young, <coughs> excuse me, that'd be some great compensation for the Packers <coughs> if they're going to throw in a top ten pick. But that's interesting. People are all into the Jets. I don't see it. I don't see Aaron Rodgers playing in New Jersey. I, I just don't see it. He's a California kid. He, I think he's as far east now as he's going to go. I just feel that. Yeah. Um, of course, there's no California teams for him. Um, so... Yeah, I guess Raiders, you know, there's talk, there's rumors about Tennessee, but we'll see. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what happens with Rodgers down the stretch. And then finally for you, Andrew, at, at the Sunday 7 newsletter, you pick Philadelphia to win the Super Bowl. So why are you picking the Eagles? It's been their year. I've said this since September. They're just stacked. And after that left the Packers, people may not know, I consulted for a couple of years with the Eagles because they're moving a guy named Howie Roseman from the cap contract side over to the scouting GM side. And they needed someone to sort of fuel the transition with contracts and cap. So I helped him out and I got, you know, knew, got to know Howie very well. And he's just done a magnificent job with this team. The team is built inside out and it has an historically good offensive line and a historically good defensive line with their sacks are unbelievable. So I don't, I think they're going to roll. <laughs> They've had no competition in the playoffs so far. And people say, well, San Francisco didn't have a quarterback. Well, they knocked the quarterback out. So I, I like them and I, I know a lot of people like them, but I actually like them in, in a big, big win. Like, I don't think it'll be close. Okay. Well, we'll we'll be watching the Super Bowl yeah. for that prediction. Andrew, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk about the situation going on in Green Bay with the future of Aaron Rodgers. And once again, really appreciate your time. Thanks, John. And you mentioned this newsletter. Also, obviously, I do the podcast, The Business of Sports, and I have a um, Instagram where I do all the reels uh, at Andrew Brandt too. So people can follow that as well. Okay. At Andrew Brandt on Instagram, the business of sports podcast, the newsletter Sunday seven at Andrew dash Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, John. 
All right, Andrew Brandt. Also, check out all his work at every all those outlets. Um, really, really do appreciate Andrew taking some time to join me today. And I, I appreciate you for listening to the John Cast podcast. Have comments, questions, thoughts on today's podcast? Drop me a line on Twitter at John Adius Radio. That's spelled J O N A R I A S Radio. Also at John Cast podcast that's j-o-n-c-a-s-t podcast on twitter and on instagram facebook page the john cast podcast we've got the month of february to try to nominate this podcast for best of madison and i i listen i know i ask a lot of you guys the rates the reviews all this stuff but this is like 10 seconds a day i got the link on my facebook page it's on my twitter account as well what you do you click on it go to arts and entertainment you type in john cast podcast uh, for local podcast, that's J-O-N-C-A-S-T space podcast. Uh, you type in your email, you hit submit, and you do that once per day. And you can go through submit for a, a bunch of different categories. but And you just submit that once per day until February 28th. And we'll see. I don't know. Maybe we get nominated for Best of Madison. That'd be pretty cool, right? But it only happens. It literally only happens. If you listening right now, take the next 60 seconds to go find the link and everything, and then the 10 seconds to vote. It's the only way it's going to happen. John Cast podcast. Uh, also, Ian's Pizza. Thank you so much to Ian's Pizza for always sponsoring this podcast. Check them out. Three locations in Madison, three in Milwaukee. They're in Seattle. They are in Denver. I got to get to Seattle or Denver. Check out an Ian's Pizza. I think that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Um, what else we got? JohnCastPodcast.com. Rate and review. All the good stuff on Apple or Spotify. And thank you once again. Hey, Good stuff coming up in future podcasts. Going to be talking more about Aaron Rodgers with Dorsey Levins. Going to have, hopefully, some volleyball podcasts coming up as well in the future here in the next coming weeks. So stay tuned for that. And thanks once again for listening to this edition of the John Cast Podcast. Goodbye.